With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, do we even have to start this episode like we normally do? Like, no, we do not need an intro. Zero, Let's just continue the celebration. Five, zero point five. Okay, so is it true? And I don't know where I got this from, but is it true that theoretically speaking, you only have maximum zero point three seconds to let the ball go out of your hands, like yes. for an actual shot? It's it's so, the Derek Fisher rule. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That well, that's that makes the one. sense because there are zero point two seconds left. 0.5. I, I think there no, was no, yeah, like there 0.2, was... like after oh, he released. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. When they did the slow mo, and it's like, yeah, he got it off in time. He got it off in time, man. <laughs> he got, he, yeah, exactly. He it literally took him 0.3 seconds to get that ball. And OG, he doesn't really have the fastest release either. So did you real? Did you see him like kind of jut out his legs to get that like ball out of his hands quicker? It was so yeah. awkward. And the best part, the best part about that shot is his reaction. Easily the best part. <laughs> and I, I, at this point when it happened and I apologize, I was handling the Twitter account and I just, I lost it there. And I, <laughs> I jumped up and I, I ran out of the room. I started banging things. Luckily, none of my children were in the way. And, <laughs> and I missed, I missed the reaction. So when I came back, wow. Oh my gosh, that reaction. It's so perfect. And as Fred Van Vliet said the best, man, we just, the Raptors just needed some magic. And credit to Kyle Lowry, too, for that pass. He had to, like, soccer pass that over the tallest person in the NBA. Cross Taco Fall the- finally getting some minutes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> seconds, and then half seconds. <laughs> to have to, like, play, how many minutes did Kyle Lowry play? 46 minutes. Think of the strength that you need. To give that pass to OG cross court on the money. So, anyways, r- incredible. And uh, Raptors fans, I know you're as, as late as, as we are. So, we're going to try our best to kind of go through this game, see what works, see what didn't work. But, oh, let's take this moment in, guys. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the numbers here, uh, I only see one number, and that's 0.5. That's the only number I care about <laughs> right now. Who cares that Kyle Lowry played all of. 46 minutes and 29 seconds. OG yeah. Ananobi, our savior, only played one less minute. So those two really gutted this out. And, you know, when you look at how this team performed, despite continued disappearances by the bench, it is astonishing that they were able to pull this out. Just as game two was a gutting loss for the Raptors, this just absolutely must have been 10 times worse for the Celtics. I have no remorse for that statement. 
And yeah, this this is just I I really hope that this carries this momentum from this carries over in, into Saturday. This feels like the Ralph Macchio character just showing up on Halloween, stealing the guy's girlfriend, and forever making his life a misery in the dojo, out of the dojo. That this is what this feels like. In all honesty, and I don't want to put a damper on any parades. In many ways, this did not feel like a Raptors win game. But I can safely say that on a literal level, it is. We ended up winning thanks to OP at an OV. He's overpowered at an OV, being able to secure that buzzer beater for the ages. When you thought that the Tice Slam was the buzzer beater of the night, by far it isn't. (laughs) However... Once we bring things back down to earth, there's a positive in what I'm going to say, which will sound mostly negative. The Raptors still have a lot of cleaning up to do, but before we continue on that front, we have a lot of cleaning up to do, and we still won. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. If you all said and done, right? This was the game that basically would decide the series. And in, in many fronts, because there, historically there's never been a team that came back from a 3-0 deficit in the playoffs. So I don't see that those last few seconds was or, you know, you would go back to say the last like two quarters would have been the series. Right. And I, I feel like it, it it's it's so hard to kind of come back down into reality, come back down to, you know, what we have to talk about, because the, the entire time we feel like no bounces have ever gone our way. And and finally, finally we got something, but I I do want to point out that like that last play when it came to Tice, remember Jay, you weren't in the, in the last episode, but what me and Dre were talking about that last episode for game two was when Kemba had that ball, they got the switch and they were trying to switch so hard to get Kemba on a bigger person, which in this case would be Marcus saw. And what they did perfectly was not to let him shoot that or get, comfortable with his cross and shot so they double teamed him Kemba made a beautiful and I'm, I'm telling a beautiful cross through the paint pass to Tice I think it was almost like a no looker too so that play I don't I don't fault anybody because the defense that they showed to Walker was exactly what you needed the fact that Walker made that pass you can't go you can't put any blame because it was beautiful but that last play, I like. I can't. I can't. I just still can't get over it, guys. I can't and, get over it. And just to add to it, yes, you know, and and what you said was it was perfect in terms of how the Raptors centers have been defending Kemba Walker. And it happened earlier in the game when Serge was in. Kem, uh, he would give Kemba a little bit of space. Kemba would hit a three in his eye. That happened at the end of the first quarter. It happened later on in the second quarter as well. And you know that was probably the last straw for Nurse in terms of figuring out who is going to be his closing lineup. Ibaka simply didn't have enough of it today. You know, 21 minutes, he was a minus four, got two points. Now, that is not what you want out of the bench. And, you know, we'll probably talk about how Norm Powell, for the third game in a row, did not show up. And yet, he led all of the quote-unquote bench scoring with eight of the 10 bench points. Now, that's also not good. But having said that, and, and bringing it back to Ibaka here, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for him in terms of how, who was going to be closing. He's he's had his moments where it needed to be him closing the game, and this really did look like, at least after game one or during game one, that 
he should even possibly even be starting over Gasol. But Gasol kind of put that to bed. He showed up with a little bit of offense today, which is very much needed. But his defense has always been there. And you saw that on that final play. And I don't know who's to point fingers at for how Tice was left open, whether it was Gasol, uh, sorry, whether it was Lowry who came up to double on Kemba, whether it was Siakam or possibly just Gasol getting back down there. Someone left him open and it's unfortunate. But luckily, you know, when you've got no G on your side, you're you're oh, all right. But you, when you bring up the, uh, sorry, when you bring up the, the Tice situation, that wasn't the only instance. That was like the second or third Tice slam in that quarter alone, if to the best of my knowledge. And Jalen Brown also got left wide open. So there was a very fundamental downfall when it came to dealing with the bigs this game and dealing with their presence in the paint. Like that's one too many slams in a tight game where you're not necessarily showboating. That's just your defense breaking down. So I don't know if it was because Gasol was slow on the switch, but then again, he shouldn't have to run from the top of the key all the way down. Siakam, I feel like had a bit of a mental breakdown with uh, especially that last dunk that Tice had. And I don't necessarily think it was Lowry's fault. Either way, I think Nurse needs to implement potentially in situations like this, more bigs, because looking at Tatum, Brown, Tice, you're looking at a very tall-ass team. And when it comes to crunch time like this, where Kempa Walker can do a miraculous pass through a bunch of defenders and offensive players to the unknown area that nobody else is watching, like – you have these tall bigs that can cra- that can crane over everybody, or they're agile enough to get through to these open spaces that Kemba can find them in. So that's something Nurse has to figure out because let's be honest, as amazing as an OG saving three is, maybe we could have prevented getting here because it's not like we yeah. both fought tooth and nail and we both played a hell of a game and we got to this point. This was the result of us having many mental lapses where we couldn't retain a lead. We couldn't, you know, make a more than one possession lead at any point in this game. And if we did, they ended up coming back up. So a lot of this was them outplaying us and we got a little bit of a break here and there. So we have to find a way to dominate. I think our largest lead was seven and that was in of the first quarter i think it was like up to seven or ten points and then the largest lead around the second half was about six points so you're right we ha- we have to make sure if if we're if we have that lead we got to keep the pedal to the metal there's three things i want to point out here one is um in the third quarter i believe nurse threw out that uh two three zone and for i believe six or seven straight six straight um, possessions, possessions stop possessions on Boston. The problem is, is that it, it wasn't the de- Obviously the defense was keeping us in a game. It was the offense that like out of those seven possessions, I believe we scored only three of those possessions. So if you get a stop, that's, that's half the battle. Yes. You, you, you didn't allow them to get a offensive board. You played good enough defense to get them to miss, but you have to capitalize on the other end. Secondly, I think Jack Armstrong already said it on the, on the broadcast. I have no idea why Brad Stevens put on Cantor for four minutes because those four minutes allowed us to come back into the game. And then right away, they they put in, I think it was Robinson. Or sorry, I apologize, Williams. 
and and then that's that's where it it kind of fell apart for us and where those mental lapses came in so you know kudos to us to capitalize when Cantor is out there let's hope that stevens wants to keep Cantor out there and and then finally we finally won in the three-point field <laughs> yeah. goals finally 13 we got 13 out of 40 which is still not you know that good 32 percent. however boston only had 31 percent with nine out of 29 so something worked we we made all those threes a hand on the face or or just contested threes so we did something there there are a lot of things to clean up but out of everything it has to be our offense our defense is definitely keeping us in there but defense should lead to offense it shouldn't be the other way around yeah and, and you know what it's, it's funny that the number ended up being especially with that that last three-pointer there by by OG Ananobi that the number of threes ended up being 40 because that's exactly how much the Raptors have shot in each of the first two games game one they were 10 out of 40 in game two they were 11 out of 40 game three they're 13 out of 40 it's funny how that like the the symmetry of that has been pretty uh eye-popping so yes 13 out of 40 is not good but it's a season. Sorry, it's a series best, and you know, even just that last one is more than was was. We needed every single one of them. And another point mm-hmm. about uh, the numbers you threw out there, um, I'd like to add the how the Raptors were able to uh, shut down Boston's scorers. Right, we remember that Kemba Walker came out guns a blazing in that first quarter, scored seventeen points. For the rest of the game, he only scored twelve points. Jason Tatum mm-hmm. was held to five of 18 shooting. So they did a great job of limiting Boston's stars as much as they could. And right. you know that's got to be promising heading into game four. Again, this is the type of game that's just gut-wrenching if you're on the opposite side. And, you know, I right. kept tweeting this throughout the game is, you know, I had you and I, all of us probably had the same feeling game three against the Bucks, right? Which is, oh, crap. You know, the Bucks are close. Oh, crap. We're going to overtime. We haven't won this yet. Like, it's so hard to beat these guys. How are we going to do it? And when they pulled it out, all of a sudden there was this new life. And you hope that the Raptors can carry this through to Saturday and beyond. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the the amount of times that, you know, our point guards tried to get Pascal going. Again, he he only got, you know, 6 out of 15, uh, 16.7 rebounds. But... At the same time, they understand that we need Siakam. We need him to get going. And kudos to Jalen Brown, man. Like he's he's strong enough, he's mobile enough to take on Pascal. And they're reading the scouting reports. They know that Pascal likes to back up and spin, or they'd like to go from the top of he likes to go from the top of the key and try to do you know some sort of a, a through the legs and and crossover and that's it. But they you know Pascal needs to get going early, and I appreciate that the guards try to do that. Finally, I want to point out our centers. I, yeah, I feel like Marcus Gasol was was aggressive, but they're going to leave both Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka open for those three pointers. If we can get those guys th- to get going, only you know, uh, Marcus Gasol is over three for tonight in in three point percentage or three point makes. We got zero. Serge Ibaka over three as well. So that's they're going to leave the centers open. Uh, every single time if we get 
those guys going, there's going to be more open shots for Fred, more open shots for Kyle, and of course, more open shots for Pascal. But again, star of the game is still consistently, consistently, consistently OG and Anobi. And 45 minutes, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 4 8 of shooting, uh, three out of three for five for the three point land. This guy is a star in the making. Again, he wasn't in the playoffs last year, he was injured throughout the end. or not that he was injured, he was just not ready to play because of all the injuries beforehand. And then before that, the only time that OG was in the playoffs, um, we got swept by Cleveland. So well, he did an awesome job that, shutting down or at least trying to limit LeBron. He was he was really yeah, he it, was one of our only it, stars in that series too. Exactly. But you know, not trying to harp on on in the past, OG is definitely our future, man. I don't feel like OG has ever had a, a problem with with confidence in the playoffs or this series so far. But hopefully, um, you know, that'll encourage him to be a big that we can rely on, like a starting big that uh, can get us going. And hopefully entice uh, Siakam to do the same. Because right now, having Lowry going off and Van Vliet, who had a, I would consider a much better game than usual uh, this series. Oh, yeah. He had a great game. Um, but like we can't just have our smalls going at it. We also need um, we also need some some bigs going, and it's important because Ibaka, while great throughout the series, wasn't at his best. We need a little bit more. And even though Gasol had had quite a game for himself, you know he's older, he's slower, he can't really do it all by himself. Like he's great, but he can't be the only option. So hopefully this this gives some incentive for somebody like OG to to really go at it and see, hey, you know, I could dominate and hopefully Siakam could follow because Siakam, we've got this young blood that's that's like champing at the bit to explode and like hopefully it does because we, we have a young core that's going to be fantastic. They just have to believe in it. Yeah, I think if, if there's one takeaway in this game that I have and, and something to kind of keep an eye on moving forward, like we, we've already harped on the struggles of our bench throughout this series, but the appearance of Matt Thomas, this is something I did not expect that I would actually like in this series. I felt like he absolutely could be exposed on the defensive end. But the fact that the Raptors busted out his zone when when he was in the game helped. He ended up being yeah. playing almost six minutes and was a plus two. But more importantly, his presence opens up the floor. Uh, with, with him yeah. running around and, and his ability to knock down the three really kept Boston on their toes. And I think that helped in terms of keeping the Raptors afloat while their bench continued to struggle. So uh, I, he might have he might have earned some minutes uh, after this game. Again, he, he didn't play any minutes in the second half, but again, the fact that our zone is so effective and you know he has he is that offensive threat, maybe we see a little bit more of Matt Thomas uh, in, in game four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree because when you got our entire starting lineup, you know, outside of Mark going almost 40 to 46 minutes. You got to get some production from the bench. Serge, not not the greatest game. Two points, four rebounds. Norman Powell, minus eight. He only had eight points in 15 minutes. And then you got Matt Thomas. Like, he didn't have an effect on, on points-wise. But I feel like when he, he was in that zone defense, like you said, Jay, it was effective. And they had to, and Boston had to make sure that they respected his three-point, um, three-pointer. So, you know, kind of leave uh, more space open for, for the rest of them. But, again, Raptors fans, breathe it in. Sigh of relief. 2-1. We're back in it. 
if it wasn't for that, we'd be 3-0, and or it'd be 0-3, and, and it just wouldn't be, it'd be looking pretty grim, but it's a completely new series, 2-1, and one. next game is Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, make sure to uh, check us out on Twitter at That's A Rat Pod, interact with us before, during, after the game, but damn, soak this in, Raptors fans, can't wait for game number four, until then, 